You're now listening to Binge Brew Brain Podcast, the show that teaches simple neuroscience-based strategies to ending overeating, binge eating, emotional eating, and yo-yo dieting. I'm Natalia, your host, and I'm here to help you create wellness without the obsession. Let's get started. Hello, hello, hello. Happy Thursday. In today's episode, I will answer your question, why you need to stop trying to lose weight if you struggle with binge eating. I assume that maybe some of you made the New Year's resolution to lose weight, which is totally fine. I'm not against intentional weight loss, but usually attempting to lose weight while struggling with an eating disorder backfires. It's just not a good idea. So in a second, I will try to illustrate to you why exactly it's a bad idea. So prepare yourself because this episode might contain some metaphors. But first of all, I want you to understand that body always tries to restore homeostasis. And homeostasis is the body's ability to maintain a stable internal environment. And the examples of it are, for example, the pH of your blood, thermal regulation, uh, hunger and fullness signals, so in general, energy balance. Um, Homeostasis typically involves positive or negative feedback loops, and it's just body's intelligence. It's not actually just body's intelligence, it's in general nature's intelligence because it happens all over us. It's not just our bodies, but what happens in the world, in our environment with plants, mushrooms, and so on. So even if you try to fight against it, even if you try to fight against this homeostasis, your body will probably try to fight you back. For example, imagine that you're trying to hold your breath. If you're holding your breath for long enough, you're going to find yourself gasping for air because this balance was uh, destroyed. So your body is trying to uh, restore it. And your body, when I'm talking about your body, I'm not talking only about uh, your physiology, but also about your behavior. So when you try to restrict yourself, there's part of you that will want to rebel against it. Maybe you've seen it in your behavior or in behavior uh, of other people. And when I thought about it, I thought about my friends from university. I knew a couple of friends of mine who had very strict rules at home. So, for example, their parents um, had several rules for them. They couldn't, um, I don't know, come back to home after 10 p.m. They couldn't drink alcohol. But when those kids went to university, they really partied so hard. They were like hardcore uh, party goers because they finally felt that freedom and they felt that they finally uh, can do whatever they want to. But they probably wouldn't do that if they wouldn't have those, those super strict rules in the first place. And you can also think about the example uh, of pandemic, right? And pandemic restrictions. So all of a sudden we were were restricted and all of a sudden everybody wanted to go out. Everybody wanted to travel. Everyone complained about all of those activities that they couldn't do. Even though when they could do them, 
uh, they still didn't do them, right? <laughs> so for example, maybe you have a person who, um, who complained that they cannot go to the gym, but before the pandemic, they still didn't go to the gym. But right now, because that choice was taken away from them, they really, really suffered. At some point during the pandemic, um, the countries also didn't allow people to leave their homes. Um, and also, you know, people wanted to rebel against it. Another example with, with, is with the toilet paper. Uh, we thought for a moment that they might be not enough toilet paper, so people started hoarding it. And because there was this threat that there might be not enough food or um, other supplies, it evoked in us this scarcity mindset. And we all wanted those items. We all wanted to hoard it for the uncertain future. But going back to binge eating. Uh, so here comes the, the first metaphor. Uh, maybe not the metaphor, but just illustration. So all I want you to think about is pendulum. A pendulum or a swing, like swing for, for kids to swing on. <laughs> so on the one side of this pendulum is, is restriction, is dieting, control, deprivation, scarcity, hunger, extreme hunger, and famine. In the middle, you oscillate between gentle hunger and gentle fullness cues. And on the other side of this pendulum is overconsumption. So it's binging, overeating, feeling out of control, feasting, survival. And now imagine physically pulling the pendulum back towards the side of the restriction and then letting go. How do you think? Will this pendulum stop in the middle? No, of course, pendulum will swing back towards overconsumption. And this is the moment when you believe that you lack willpower, that it's your lack of self-discipline, that it's laziness, weakness, uh, that maybe it's some kind of lack of strong will, determination. But no, in reality, it's just your body trying to balance itself, trying to restore the homeostasis because you pushed your uh, body too hard and now it has to swing back into the other direction. Because humans are wired for feast and famine. And let's remember that dieting is self-imposed starvation. So think about, think about famine. Body prioritizes survival. So when, when body prioritizes survival, you cannot focus on anything else but, but food. Maybe menstrual cycle stops in some extreme cases. Maybe body senses that there's not enough energy, so it prioritizes the most important functions. And in the result, you experience thinning hair, brittle nails, brain fog, lack of energy. In general, your vitality goes down. And ironically, your body holds into stored fat even harder because the fat in the fat cells is your last resort. And during extreme calorie restriction, it's harder to lose, lose fat. You might even lose, you know, glycogen stores, muscle mass, but losing fat isn't as easy. And another ironic way is that the more yo-yo dieting you do, the body gets better at holding onto that fat. So I assume that the first time you went on a diet, it was pretty easy for you. I know that it was for me. 
the first diet I ever went on is just I uh, decreased my portion sizes and I easily was able to lose weight. But every time I tried to, you know, uh, do the dieting one more time, it was harder and harder because your body learns what restriction means and therefore it holds into uh, that fat even harder. Your body learns from the previous experience. That's why the more you you your your diet, the harder it is for you to actually lose weight. And as I said, humans are biologically hardwired for that feast and famine cycle because they experience it seasonally. Feast during warm months and famine during winter. And when food was accessible, they knew, our ancestors knew, that they need to eat as much as possible because later this food won't be accessible. Thanks to that, we survived. Our ancestors survived so that we can uh, be on this planet today. And from the evolutionary perspective, we are programmed to seek and eat energy-dense foods, especially after a time when we didn't have access to that food and we were starving. And unfortunately for us, energy-dense foods are available all year long. Moreover, our food probably isn't as nutrient-dense as the food that was available thousands years ago. For our ancestors, fruits were like fruits like berries were like candies. We have real candies with concentrated sugar that our reward sensor, uh, our reward center can easily get obsessed with. It's a, you know, quick dopamine hit. Also, from the evolutionary perspective, being overweight was more beneficial to the survival of our species than being underweight. But coming back to my point, our bodies are programmed for the feast and famine cycle and that was okay for our ancestors. Now, if you would like to be in that cycle, you will encounter a problem because our ancestors didn't have the food easily available and that wasn't a problem for them, but it is a problem for you. And that creates the feeling of deprivation because you know that food is there, but you restrict yourself from that. And so in that way, dieting causes not only physical restriction, but also mental restriction. And our body really wants to rebel against restriction. Your mind too. And it's called um, psychological reactance. So if people feel that their freedom is going to be eliminated they are really motivated to resist it. They don't want, no, they don't want their choice of, of choice of behavior to be taken away from them. They want freedom. So when you choose intentional and extreme dieting, you're basically playing ping pong. You're bouncing back and forth between restriction and binge eating. From the physiological standpoint, Restriction, so state of famine, must be followed by feast to restore the balance or cyclical nature of this process. And dieting involves not only physical restriction, but also the mental one. 
And you need to ask yourself, what does mental restriction to your brain? And mental, by saying mental restriction, I mean different rules, black and white type of thinking, like this food is good, this food is bad, uh, different food rules and negative food beliefs and so on. So having this mental restriction prepares your brain for the upcoming famine. Your mind starts to anticipate restriction and sends signals for you to feast right now when food is still available. It's, it can be called uh, Last Supper Syndrome. So eat as much cookies as you can today, because from tomorrow we won't have any. Buy toilet paper today, because it's a global pandemic and there might be no more toilet paper in the stock tomorrow. Buy this limited offer item, because we have only five pieces available. So when you hear me saying those sentences... I guess that you feel this weird sense of urgency, don't you? And now ask yourself, like, how many times you told yourself that it's going to be your last cookie, last pizza, last donut? And was it really your last cookie, last pizza, last donut? Probably not. And the worst happens when you make, um, yeah, when you make following or breaking those food rules a moral issue. For example, I'm great when I follow my diet and eat healthy foods, but I am unworthy person when I have pizza for breakfast. So in that way, you become a victim and a bully at the same time. You're bullying yourself in your own thoughts. There are also two other things that are related to physical and mental restriction. And one of them is just energy available to your brain. So when you don't eat enough food, your brain, your prefrontal cortex, your rational brain doesn't get enough glucose. And you need that glucose for those cells to work. So when you don't give your body enough energy, that energy goes to your primitive brain. So when your prefrontal cortex doesn't have enough glucose to run on, you are not able to rationally think. You are not able to, um, to fight with your eating disorder voice. The other things that happen when you struggle with restriction is that you're no longer able to hear subtle hunger and fullness signals. You, you just, whenever you got the hunger, whether it is emotional hunger, uh, nostalgia hunger, heart hunger, mind hunger, you interpret it as this extreme hunger, primal hunger, because your brain notices that, oh, if we're going to send this type of hunger, it's our opportunity to eat. So every type of hunger for you feels like the primal extreme hunger. You are no longer able to differentiate between emotional hunger, just a craving, uh, or, or, you know, a taste hunger, like... Uh, hunger for a specific taste. For you, every type of hunger will be this primal hunger. So when you try to lose weight, while your relationship with food is totally messed up, you restrict and binge, you're obsessed with food, it's like you're painting walls while your house is on fire. Like, come on, your house is on fire. Why are you painting the walls? It's not your priority. Your priority should be to eliminate the fire. 
then when <laughs> when you are not in danger, you can start uh, taking care of your walls. You can paint your walls, you can do whatever you want inside the room. But first, you have to take care of the fire. So if you want to lose weight, that's fine, but you need to postpone it after you're you're free from disordered eating, like totally free. Another uh, illustration I want to give you is that losing weight fast is like running down the mountain. Surely you will get to the bottom faster, but probably not without the injury, right? And right now I want you to also ask yourself a couple of questions. For example, what is more important to you, physical health or mental health? Because if you want to lose weight to, because you believe that uh, being in a smaller size means that your physical health will improve, is it really worth it if in the process you would lose your mental health? I know from my own experience that is that when I'm depressed, like for me, it doesn't matter whether I'm in good physical shape or not, because I'm not able to appreciate my physical health. So when my mental health is injured um, and I'm not able to do even any use with my body, even if my body is in a good physical state. So at the moment, I really uh, know how important it is to take care of your mental health. Another question I want you to ask yourself is, you know, where has dieting gotten you so far? Like, is it really worth it to pursue that goal of losing weight if so many other things are not going good as a side effect, as a collateral damage? Because dieting does a lot of collateral damage to, to your life. So you really need to think is, you know, if you could be the healthiest and the happiest without losing any weight, would you do it? Because sometimes we really lose sight of what is important for us. And let me tell you, you can be the happiest regardless of your weight. It's, it's more about whether you give yourself permission to be happy when you are at your heaviest weight. I know that I met my boyfriend, love of my life, when uh, I was uh, at my one of my heaviest weight. And still, I fall in love and I was super happy at, at that moment. And it wasn't that big, big of a deal, right? So, but of course, but of course, don't listen to me. Try it yourself. If you want to restrict in this January, maybe your New Year's resolution is to diet again, go ahead. It's After all, it's your choice. You don't have to listen to me. But please pay attention. Maybe tr try tracking what's going on with you. So when you focus on dieting, on losing weight, what happens after? Maybe after the period of restriction, maybe your binges are even more severe. They are more powerful. They are more chaotic. And maybe when you loosen up a little bit and let go of your uh, of all of the restrictions, maybe you will notice that uh, binge eating episodes happen less often. Maybe they are less powerful. Uh, so yeah, just do the experiment on your own. Uh, I know that we can all give you that information, but I think that for you would be the most important to see how it applies to your own life, right? So 
by all means, if you want to, you can diet, but just pay attention and really look at the consequences. What are the consequences of you pursuing this uh, intentional weight loss? And the last thing I want to say is that remember that it's not you. Uh, you're binging after the period of starvation. It's not about your willpower. It's not about your personality traits. It's just how humans are wired. It's not you. It's just how humans are wired. And if you want to learn how to stop binge eating, how to battle this mental restriction, how to allow all the foods and create the space for, for choice, how to reframe your thoughts about food and let go of dieting and also foster abundance mindset, please message me or fill out the coaching application. I would love to know you better. I would love to have a conversation with you to see if you are a good fit for my coaching program. And that would be all for today. I hope that you find this episode useful and yeah however cheesy it might sound I really really fucking appreciate you being here and I wish you all the best in 2022 see you in the next episode bye if you enjoyed today's episode and you would like to stay in touch with me make sure to follow Pinchproof Brain on Instagram and if you are ready to take this material to the next level and apply what you've learned then go ahead and submit your application for my Pinchproof Brain coaching program. Thank you so much for joining me today and have a great day.